This podcast is rated M for Mature for language and the knowledge of the deep, unavoidable truth in the human experience. Enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome to the 17th episode of the Non-Player Character Podcast, a video game podcast with character. Today on the podcast, I have Dan and I have Noah, and I have somebody brand new. Hopefully he's going to stick around for a while. His name is Leonard. He's a good dude. He's a funny dude. And I hope you guys like him. We uh, we talk about racism in video games today. Um, there's not too much to say, I think. I think I'll just uh, start the podcast uh, right here. Uh, but I'll see you at the end, of course, uh, for everything that I usually say at the end. Anyway, welcome everybody to the 17th episode of the non-player Are character we podcast. 17? 17, dude. Wow, yeah, right. I know, right? right. Is, isn't it kind of cool? Growing up fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only one more episode away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. we can vote. And then we can vote. That's about it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, this is probably the last episode in The Office. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, from really? here, we're moving to the studio. Oh, shit. Yes. Yeah, the studio is like 90% done. I ordered everything I need from Amazon uh, today, and it should you, oh, arrive tomorrow. You see this guy? Oh, he, look at this guy. Look, look, He's on the move. All right, yeah, look at him. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah. At him. It, was, it was expensive, but worth it. It'll, oh, it'll be so much easier and so much better for us. Anyway, yes. uh, I want to move on because we have another special guest, Leonard. Hello! Yay! Yay. Yeah. How are you, Leonard? I'm alright, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. We're good. Everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got Noah here. Noah's back. Oh. No one cares. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> and Dan's back. Hey! Hey! I think you were, like, in a wormhole of Monster Hunter. Yes. And that's why I'm 240 some Oh my god. Okay. Would you, would you, would you <laughs> say you got dragoned in? Like dragged. No. Were you working on that the entire time you were off? Is this the level of quality we can expect this whole show? Yeah. I mean, we've missed you. Yeah. yeah. We, we I mean, in Monster this. Hunter, we don't really level up. We just grind until it works. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every, uh, time, uh, every time you go online, it's just, oh, hey, look, it's Dan. It's Dan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, what's, what's that, Monster Hunter? Oh, wow. How many Shut hours? I will have to say that I've probably AFK'd in that game for a good 60 plus hours. Just because I am kind of bored of it really mm-hmm. okay we will get to that yes. in just a second but first i want to talk to leonard because he's new on the podcast and i always ask first off what's the first game you ever played leonard wow first game um i'd have to say technically it was crash bandicoot racing on the ps1 okay that was nothing wrong with that that's <laughs> a great then, game um the second game that really pulled me into gaming more was um Wow, actually, yeah, it was Legends of the uh, the Wind Waker. Wind Waker. A lot of people didn't like it because of the graphics and all that stuff, but all personally, right. I loved it. Yeah, it was, I actually really like Wind Waker's graphics. Yeah, because yeah. it was a different, like, it was continuing a certain story, of course, but in a different, more like, oh, hey, guess what? We actually talk about evolution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, Wind Waker, I actually never played. Uh, I didn't have a GameCube for very long, and uh, I, I, I wish I did, but... No, Wind Waker was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for the little time I, g- I got to play it. Yeah. That's good. Well, who got you into gaming? Like, why did you pick those games up? Um. Well, honestly, like, I think it was... I think because when I got my GameCube, Super Mario Sunshine came out. And yeah. then um, one of my friends was like, oh, you need to get Legend of Zelda. Um, and this was before I got it. And I was like, hey, what game should I get? And they're like, Legend of Zelda, definitely. And 
of course, me not knowing anything about Legend of Zelda, and I, I didn't know how to play this game or anything. They're like, oh, name your character. I'm like, Z-E-L-D-A. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm Zelda. And then I realized, and I was just like, oh. No. Nah, nah. You're okay, not Zelda. Right. <laughs> That's <is> awkward. awkward. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Uh, all right, well then, what keeps you in gaming nowadays? Um, I think it's just the excitement and the thrill and that like everyone is like, yeah, like, you know, let's talk about because now nerds are more popular than ever. Yeah. And of course, one thing I will say too is that there are people who I um who I will say are fake nerds kind of where they're just like, oh yeah, I'm into this game. And I'm like, oh really? Well, let's talk about this. And then they're just like, yeah, 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 that, yeah that, was, that was good, right. that was perfect, yeah, no, yeah totally, that, I get what you mean. Those conversations yeah. are a dime a dozen nowadays. Exactly. exactly. How weird you know. is it, though, that people are actually posing to be nerds? No, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely a change in culture that yeah, I never I mean, saw. Me and Paul, especially. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, we, we, are, we are basement kids, Dan yeah. and I, and, like, yeah. you know, th- this was a hobby that we had to sort of hide from other people, and... and or, I mean... I was out and proud. You yeah. Know. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I had to hide it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely had to hide it. Yeah. At least my uh, veracity for... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. People had no idea of how big of a nerd and how... Yeah, be, yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I remember actually putting away some comic books when girls came over. Yeah. And, like, I'm not proud of that moment. I'm not. But, mm. I mean, I was, what, 13? I... Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna be putting comics away to, to talk yeah, to girls. Yeah, definitely covered a few uh, consoles here and there. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. So... But uh, no, I mean that's that's good. Yeah, nerd culture. It's oh, it's yeah. growing. It's getting yeah. better and better. Yeah. All right. Well, what are you playing now, Leonard? What am I playing right now? Um, I'm actually playing like quite a few games. Uh, I've been playing mainly Fortnite because you know season two just ended. Now season three is beginning. Okay. And you pretty much, if you get to the hundred tier or whatever, you get to be John Wick pretty much. What? Yeah. Like like John Wick like with character a character model. Yeah, if you look it up, like guy pretty much looks straight up like John Wick. Is it voiced by Keanu? Uh, no, I, I'm pretty oh, sure they no. did. Come on, it was. Doesn't even matter, man. Yeah, no. yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah Fortnite's been good. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, like okay. I've, I've been recently getting into Dragon Ball Fighter, Fighters and Dragon Ball Z in general and Super because of abridged right. to four star which. They announced sadly. Oh yeah, this is gonna be our final episode. What? Yeah, you didn't know about that. No. Apparently, I watched this guy um, who's been doing the cell verses, like a continuation. They have the Ugandan knuckles, mm-hmm. and um, he was just like, "Yeah, they just tweeted out apparently that their final episode is gonna be like the last one that they're making right now." Mm. And I was, break. I was sad. I, I don't believe it yet. I don't believe it, but I can see it as a possibility because, you know, they had so many issues with copyright and things yeah, like no, that. Yeah. It, like, thanks, YouTube. <laughs> Ruining all the good things. Yeah. I mean, I barely know what you guys are talking about. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, don't Dragon worry. We'll, at all. we'll convert you. Just, yeah. Just, we'll okay, get you one of these days. Right. Right. Uh, okay, Dan, uh, no one's surprised to what you're going to say that you're playing. Yeah. It's, um, it's Monster Hunter. No, it's Smite. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 back on that, no. No, I actually have not logged into Smite in almost a month. Good, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm kicking the habit. That's good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, Monster Hunter, so I'm kind of in that torn part where I'm going to end up spoiling things because I know you guys aren't terribly far into it. No, we're not. No. we got to work on that. I know. Yeah. yeah. Alright. So I will, uh, <laughs> I will speak to those who know okay. and allude as much as I can without spoiling anything. Right. Although, yeah, speaking double speak. Um, basically, at some points in the game, you start to realize, well, for the first 
50 to 100 hours, fantastic. Very much a Monster Hunter game. Very much everything you're looking for. Okay. At some point, you start to see kind of the threads of the game and how corners were cut. Okay, so like the Matrix sort of... Yeah, exactly. You start, you start, you start seeing, seeing the, the, lines the numbers. Of code. Yeah, the yeah, ones yeah. and zeros okay. start popping through. Yeah. And you're like, mm, okay. <laughs> and, I mean, I have gotten my money's worth. No complaints. It's definitely, you know, happy purchase. Okay. But you, you kind of want more because there's some parts where you're just like, that was just, that's too lazy. Okay. Okay. So. You know, I I, uh, uh, <laughs> I was actually going to talk to you about that specific thing because um, your friend that I know through you, uh, through the online thing, uh, Diablo, mm -hmm. he plays games all the time and he yes. fin finishes them very quickly. Uh, and then he has the very same complaint that you're having right now is that yeah. you don't have anything left to do. Um, my thing is, that's very singular problem to have because like the time yeah, yeah. most people don't binge a hundred and plus <laughs> hours of a game and and then say there's nothing to do like you you did play a hundred hours yeah, and of that's a game. exactly what i'm saying it's yeah. kind of like and so that's the thing though it's not just that like oh well there should be more content it's more of that like well i see how you guys are trying to artificially extend the experience past a certain point right and instead of actually doing something creative they kind of went to a single catch-all that made things more difficult. So, um, to put it as an example, it would be like doing a new game plus. So uh, you, know, yeah, you can play yeah, through the whole say. game and then they add like a new game plus. Mm -hmm. But instead of like tuning it and actually making it a interesting experience, they made one change. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's it. And yeah, that yeah. one change isn't a fun adaptation or anything. It's, it's strictly there to ruin your experience. And I mean that in that word. It is there to ruin your experience. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll have to talk off mic about that, because I know you don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't played it, but, like, I don't care about okay. spoilers yes. <laughs> for Monster Hunter. Yeah, it has yeah, no yeah. story. Well, it has a I, story, but it has... No, it's not story-based, but it's... bad. Yeah? It's bad. I've okay. heard... He's told me the spoiler off mic. It's, it's pretty, it's right, pretty right. bad. Right, right. I mean, I looked up the, the, uh, the spoiler for um, No Man's Sky... Mm -hmm. uh, when I was about 15 hours into that game. Oh, because uh, what's I at the center? Yeah, I wanted to know why why I'm doing this. Yeah. And, ooh, that ruined the game. I sold it immediately. Oh. But uh, at the same like, it's Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter actually is a complete game. It's everything that I expect it to be. And I haven't played 100 hours of it, but I'm like 23, hey, 24. No. That cat with the eye patch can make some freaking food. <laughs> <laughs> that is sixty dollars worth. No, there is, there, is a, there is a ton of content. My pig is wearing a diaper and a crown. So yes. oh my god, <laughs> that's good. Yes, <laughs> I guess. I guess. Eight I don't know. If that's good. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Um, all right, Noah. Noah, you're next. What are you doing? Are you what playing? am I doing? Yeah, I'm sitting here talking to you. Well, okay. Clever. No, I am. I've been playing on my Switch. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I've, I've had reasons to play on my Switch. Yeah, so uh, you're glad you got one now? I'm so glad. It, it is so useful on flights. Right, right. Planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I've been playing uh, SteamWorld Dig. Mm -hmm. uh, I ended up getting Bayonetta. Really? You did? I did. Okay. It looks really good on the Switch. I've never played it before. Yeah. Um, I'm really liking the combat. The story is pretty ridiculous and very anime. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's big. It's, it's a big and loud story. It's but... very... Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. That's pretty great. Uh, what else have I been playing? Monster Hunter, a little bit. A little bit? A little okay. bit. Okay. So, I mean, since like the last time I've been here, Monster right, Hunter. Right, right. And uh, I don't know if you told Dan this, but you did tell me off mic 
that you want to get back into Destiny? I do. Ooh, I do. There we go. Yeah. I want <laughs> to get back into Destiny. Yeah, yeah. I've been craving a good first-person shooter to the point where I even downloaded, installed, and tried to play. So since Katie's not here, I could say it. Then why Destiny? Why Destiny? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> She's going to hear that. I know, I know. I think I hear her I running hear now. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Katie. Um... But no, I downloaded and installed Titanfall 2, and I tried to play a multiplayer game in that. Fortunately, nobody's playing that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh really? I mean, really. It I makes sense. Like, once you get past the story, in a way, I like. I totally forgot there was a multiplayer on that. And right. it's just the like, multiplayer it's good. is so oh, good. It's good. So good. Yeah. Um, I, I can't do it. But I can't do it. It's so fast, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but to answer your question, why Destiny? It's because Call of Duty rages me. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Battlefield, I end up tripping and falling in mud, and that's how I die. Because yeah. I've been walking for 20 minutes, and yeah, then I'm yeah. like... In the wrong direction. You're like, wait, what, what, what? Right? Get back to the battlefield. Where's the battlefield? <laughs> Where's the battlefield? <laughs> I'm lost. Bottom map. <laughs> so that's why Destiny 2. There's not a lot of first-person... Good, quality first-person right? shooters this out there. That's, that's the truth. And Halo's on Xbox, and I'm not buying one of those. And, and it's the, Halo. And, yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> I loved Halo 5 multiplayer. Yeah, and that's old now. Why You're old. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been old. That's old now. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, okay, I guess I'll, I'll start. Uh, I've been playing Skyrim on Switch, because why the fuck not? It's fantastic. Because it's the only game. Yeah, and what, who's surprised? Yeah, no one's surprised, yeah. of How course. How is it? Because I've been mean to play. Like, my friend and I, we've been trying to save enough money for that. So how is it? I mean, yeah, just just get it. I mean, if you, especially if you haven't played <laughs> just Skyrim. Just get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's Skyrim. just Skyrim. It's just Skyrim. It's just If you haven't played Skyrim before, it's a great way to see the game as it was when it came out. Uh, and then we'd like to tweak point it out. a little bit up. Like, it goes yeah, yeah. out when four years ago, five years ago, six. six. Oh yeah. god, it's a six-year-old game, oh, man. God. god, I feel. Old. But <laughs> if, if you if you have a lot of money, buy a PC, buy it on PC, and mod the shit out of it, because that's how. That's, that's how, how you oh, make sure okay. it's not the same game you've been playing for six years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big boob mod, all new. Yeah, perfect. Uh, it's so bad. It's so, there's actually a new uh, mod organizer that I'm going to be trying out in uh, two months when it comes out of alpha. Anyway, not not talking about that, but I will talk about another PC game that I've just been playing. Uh, Pyre? No. Did you I gotta Pyre? get I gotta get back into that. I'm like I'm like six hours in. I gotta get back. How did I know this guy did not finish Pyre? I'll Keep do it, going I'll do because it. it's not a game you finish. It's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not a game you finish. <laughs> You're hostile to yeah. Wow, the middle school comebacks. <laughs> uh, but no, Civilization VI just had a big oh. old uh, DLC. And yeah. of course, I was one of the first to buy it. However, I didn't have a lot of time to buy it or to play it since I bought it. So I just recently been playing it for like six hours. Yeah. Ooh, so so great. For so us, great. Yeah, I, I love Civilization. Civ Six is. So I don't get good. why they're so fun, but they are. They're super fun. It's the yeah. one uh, one more turn uh, yeah. thing that yeah. that's really what gets me every time. For the layman. Yeah. What is this new mod? What is Civilization Six? What is this add? Okay, so uh, <laughs> Civilization Six is a turn-based four times strategy game. What's which, four times mean? Uh, which means that you build, you uh, uh, explore, you uh, resource manage, and you conquer, conquer something yeah. like that. Yeah, I can't remember what all four is, but uh, yeah. Anyway, you're you're controlling real life uh, civilizations, but in not 
the earth. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you kind of sort of, you know, decide how you're going to run your, your nation. And mm-hmm. do you war? Do you go for a, uh, a economic victory or a, a, a cultural victory? And, yeah, so it's not just about, like, power and, like, oh, I'm playing risks, so therefore I kill everybody on the board. It's yeah, kind yeah. of like I dominate and politically. You can do that in multiple yeah. facets. So if you pick, like, a more pacifist nation, you can win through peaceful means. Yeah, yeah. And now this uh, Rise and Fall DLC makes uh, that even easier and more challenging in a way because now they they brought back the Golden Age and Dark Age thing from 3, I think it was. Um, And so you have to accrue enough points in uh, 20-turn time limit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you don't accrue enough points, your civilization enters a Dark Age Mm -hmm. and you get a couple of bonuses but a whole lot of debuffs, mm. uh, but if you do accrue enough points, then you're safe. If you accrue, en- accrue enough points and extra, then you uh, get into a golden age, and then you get a whole bunch of boosts and stuff like that. It, it, it's a lot of fun. But mostly, the biggest change that I'm loving is this uh, reputation and loyalty meter. Mm. Um, so if you have like a civilization, a city of your civilization, kind of on the fringe, like way out in the middle of nowhere... The civilizations that are surrounding that uh, will actually sort of take away loyalty from your civilization and build up their own. So eventually, that city will uh, uh, turn and go into a free state. And so you either have to get it back with military force or cultural force, or you will lose it and the other city could gain it. So I, like, it, I love how like it's really, really interesting to Paul as he's speaking, but the rest of us are like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I am very intrigued. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really, really cool game that's impossible to talk about. Cause, yeah, because like, it's an experience more than it is a story. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, right now I'm, I'm, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm uh, Holland, and I am at war with Gilgamesh. Um, Bless you. <laughs> uh, and I really, really thought that Germany was going to help me out in this because we've been buddies for a couple centuries now. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, they were like, no, mm-hmm. we don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see like, other countries. <laughs> I want to see other countries. And I was like, dude, you like almost share a border with Gilgamesh. It would be super important for you to. Anyway, yeah. uh, I'm done talking about that because I could talk about it. I, I would love to see you play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, great game. it's the most boring thing to watch in the world. Yeah. I I would love to watch it though. I watch Total War streamers. I love that. You watch Total War streamers? Yes. Oh my god. It's so fun to me. Do you also watch Paint Dry and Grass Grow? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, if you watch a gameplay of like Sonic 06 and you watch the whole thing through, you can watch anything. That's true. That's true. You're just looking for pain at that point. Exactly. It's like, like, where does it hurt the most? Here or here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, well, we're going to take a break now, and then uh, we'll come back with some news, and then we'll get to the topic that uh, that we're all so excited to talk about. <laughs> all right. It's going to be a good one. And now for another thrilling adventure of... If Half-Life 3 came out today! Episode 3, Train Station. Did you hear Half-Life 3 came out? (gasps) What? Half-Life 4 confirmed. 
And so concludes another thrilling adventure of... If Half-Life 3 came out today! You are a fucking nerd. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to talk about news! News. It was very Mario this time. It was very Mario. Yeah. I don't I'm know. feeling, I'm feeling Mario. No, I, I, I think I'm just gonna show you or let you hear what you used to do back in the day. Please. And oh, then, that sounds great. Then, yeah, yeah. Are you not, gonna do it now? Not now, no. Why? That's ridiculous. It'd make it so much better. Add some no. beatboxing to that, you know. <laughs> some reverb. There you go. All right. <laughs> make it sound how modern. You know. <laughs> <laughs> News. <laughs> that was super that, that, long. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a banjo. What modern things are you into? <laughs> compose a concerto just to do the news to jingle. Come on. Someone it's just put jingle. 99 cents on it already. Just like, hey, I want that as my ringtone. Can I get it? <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll start with the easy one. Um, console sales last year doubled. So everybody who was saying that the, the death of the console yeah. is just around the corner... Uh, all those PC they, tryhards. Yeah, all those PC tryhards. <laughs> uh, they are wrong yet again because it seems uh, you could set your watch to it, really. Yeah, every um, year. Every single year, someone's like, oh, here we go, death of the console. But yeah, yeah no, uh, sales doubled. And uh, Can you imagine the day after this post? It's just going to be like all over the news. The consoles are dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's usually how it goes. As soon as somebody says it's not dying, they're like, there it is. There's the death now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, no, no one's surprised here, but Switch won 2017's sales. Uh, we could have reported on this last week, or yeah. last episode, but I... I, I mean, we had, we, guess, had to, yeah. we had to switch it up, you know what I mean? Ah, I see what you did there with the Switch and see, the Nintendo. Leonard, this is what we had to deal with every single time. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Well, hey, I'm going to be tag-teaming you with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So, uh, anybody have anything to say about console sales doing no, great? I mean, who's surprised? The Switch just came out. It's a new Nintendo console. The last console that competed with it was the Wii U. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, of course. A lot of nostalgia. Not only that, but isn't added onto there the NES as well as the uh, SNES classics are considered consoles? So I mean, uh, they are true. considered consoles. Um, I don't know. I saw the numbers, but I I didn't it's see not those two. Yeah, I mean, it's not, but that's still a good. I did see that yeah, the, the NES classic sold two million units. We also hit um, but critical like the critical price point for PS4s and Xboxes this holiday season or we that did. holiday season, yeah, well which was about two hundred dollars, yeah. which is the the golden point. That's for, the golden point. That's what you want to hit. Because yeah. yep, yep, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's good. Good for consoles. Mm -hmm. uh, next up is going to be Warcraft Three. What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. It's two thousand one. And we're all uh, LAN connected in, <laughs> in, CRTs. in your mom's basement. Uh, yeah, massive computers that just pump out crazy amounts of heat. What's we're Warcraft? all half naked and we're playing Warcraft 3. Yeah, what's Warcraft? <laughs> it's Starcraft with sticks. What's Starcraft? Oh, <laughs> come on! As uh, the RTS, the real-time strategy, Blizzard's uh, real-time strategy, Warcraft, oh. Starcraft. Okay. Top -down. Yeah, yeah. The top-down stuff. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it got a big patch, and that big patch included uh, 32 play no, 24 player online matches. 
Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it also now supports widescreen monitors. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so throw out your old it. CRT. Have we reached everybody. 720p yet? <laughs> oh, no, you have not. Um, so, yeah, and, and there's another big announcement from Blizzard. Uh, there's going to be a tournament for Warcraft 3. Prize pool? An invitational Oh, so probably no. God, I haven't played Warcraft three <laughs> since I was like thirteen. Paul, just just look back. Just Paul. look back. You, you played some. yesterday, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. I was I was not very good at Warcraft. I liked Starcraft better. Me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The cuss and stuff. Yes. It was edgy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna shoot, you alien well, boobs. If you're gonna shoot, you might as well shoot for the stars. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. I guess war never Movie. changes. Movie. <laughs> jokes. Far away. Yeah, you do jokes. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so the reason I wanted to talk about this is because leading up to this news, um, there was a lot of job postings and crazy things coming out of Blizzard, like basically announcing, we are going to announce something, everybody... Blah. And then it became Warcraft Three. <laughs> it became a Warcraft Three patch update. Wow. Maybe they're using this as a test point to see if people are still interested in Warcraft. Maybe they'll make a Warcraft Four. They might make a Warcraft Four as soon as they make a Starcraft Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this, that's exactly. It's kind of like them doing a Half Life Two remaster. Yeah. Like. Cool. Thanks. Thanks. But no. <laughs> Go back into your hole yeah, yes. and bring me Half-Life 3. Yeah, that's yeah, not going to happen. Yeah, because it's totally confirmed. Yeah, totally confirmed. <laughs> it never so. happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess everybody keep an eye because everybody is still talking about this isn't all from Blizzard and maybe on E3... We'll have something new, but eh, yeah, it just it feels weird because if you were gonna launch a Warcraft four, you why would you want the competitor to be your previous your previous game? Yeah, yeah, seems weird. Yeah, I mean, if they announced that they are working on a Warcraft four, that would be sort of it would make sense why they would put out a big patch for three. Get people kind of using it again. Yeah, using it again, talking about it again. And technically, then that does mean that Warcraft four would be way away though. Yeah, yeah, it would have to be like two years at least. So yeah, um, there's that, I guess. Uh, but I did mention E3, so we should talk a little bit about E3. Uh, EA announced their um, lineup for for E3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we are starting the. We're yeah. This is this is officially the beginning of the E3 train. Yep. Doesn't it feel like it's getting sooner every single year? It's kind of yeah. like Christmas. <laughs> it's kind of like. Yeah. I mean, it is the game is Christmas. I, I would say. Susie, sir, I celebrate Kwanzaa. Thank you. <laughs> it's the like gamer's a gamer's Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone's like, that was Kwanzaa. <laughs> what is Kwanzaa? Man, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, that's all right, good. Cool. Keep the joke going. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the bigger news for E3 is that Microsoft, well, the uh, floor plan for E3 came out, and Microsoft has like a third less than Sony and Nintendo, even Nintendo. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of like, so I did hear about that, and because we had briefly talked about that beforehand. <clears throat> One of the things that like people need to realize is that. Um, at these events, not everything is very, you know, in secluded. Like, Microsoft isn't only at Microsoft's booth. Right. So, Microsoft is more than just a video game company, so they will be 
you know, at other booths. Yeah, yeah. They'll, like, they'll yeah. be touching the uh, AMD booth. AMD, they'll be at uh, Unity, probably. they'll Unity. be at, you know, the yeah. Unreal Tournament area, or Unreal, Term- uh, Unreal Engine. Um, yeah. Yeah. But so, Dan, where are my video games? They'll be in L.A. At, <laughs> I don't know the L.A. center is. Yeah, right? yeah. The Staples Center. Is it center. L.A.? This time? It's LA this it's always time? LA. Always LA. Always. Except for uh, one year they moved it, I believe. Yeah, I it was it's Vegas. always no. Okay. That's um That's the VGAs like, and the PlayStation experience. Right. Okay. Predictions. Right. Who do we think is gonna win E3? We're doing predictions already, Noah. Why not? Be ahead of the curve, like everybody else. <laughs> I was we don't know what's gonna be there, but we'll know who's gonna win. I was gonna exactly. do an entire episode on twenty. <laughs> About E3. On twenty? Four months Surprise. before. <Yeah>. Uh, do you do you enjoy uh, E3, Leonard? I wish I could go every year. Right? I, I literally just... It's like picturing picturing like the perfect person that you want. And okay. then you're just like, oh, but that'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> like you think about all these great things. You're just like, man, I can meet this person. Oh, I could see this. I could see that. And then you're just like, it's not going to happen because I'm broke. Because <laughs> I'm broke. So as someone who's been to E3 Shut up. multiple times, I will say... and. I will say this to let everybody know ahead of time. Don't dream big when you for E3 if you're going as a fan. Um, it is kind of like going to Disneyland. But, um, right. You know, right. it's great. It's a lot of fun. You'll get to see things, but you will be in lines all day. Uh, food is extremely and expensive. There's, there's no fast pass. Yeah, and there's none of that. <laughs> <laughs> unless, you're, <laughs> fast pass. unless you're media. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if yeah, you're going right. as media or someone within the industry, yes. it is amazing. Excuse oh, me, one day. Maybe one day. Excuse me, we, we are media. We are the NPCs. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I am speaking for myself. That's called speaking, Dan. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, there we go. E3 2018, yeah. just around the corner. I, well, I, I personally am waiting for GDC, because to me, that is the more interesting event, that most of the people... Who aren't actually paying attention to like game stuff really need to realize that is actually the most interesting part. Of the it sounds industry. like the most pretentious thing you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. You are like the hipster of video game journalism. No, no. It, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like um, if you pay attention to like because a lot of us are tech nerds and that like oh right. we enjoy the the industry shifting and the evolution of things. Right. right. I mean, well, those things don't actually happen at E3. That happens at GDC. Right. E3 is basically for the press. Or, well, no, it, I'm sorry, for the sh- uh, shareholders. It's for the shareholders and for commercials and for people who aren't deep into the games industry. It's the showman. So, like, yeah. people who are just like, hey, yeah, I game, but they just it's, play every once It's kind of like week. the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. you know, it's yeah. the, like, oh, okay, a lot of the stuff that's really cool, you know, happens throughout the season. Yeah. That's kind of like the GDCs, the PAXs, and all those things. Right. E3 right. is kind of like the, all right. Culmination. Yeah, it's the culmination of everything, which is great, and it's really yeah. cool, but if you're really interested, there's a lot more interesting things that happen beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Before and after, actually, the PlayStation exactly. Experience does after... Uh, yeah, they're like the December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're late. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, we're all looking forward to it. No, you had a prediction, you said? Yes. What was this, this E3 2018 prediction hot off the press? I think Switch is going to get a uh, Mii Pass. Like how the 3DS got. Well, we did that, so... <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna move on now. That was totally worth the stopping of the podcast. <laughs> just everyone went silent, and then just I was like, "Wow, <laughs> wow." So, um, okay, so shifting focus completely. Um, 
in the news, CD Projekt Red. Woo! Yeah, yeah. They say that uh, with $60, you should get a full, polished game. And they are happy to see the reaction from gamers and players uh, about loot boxes. So the vitriol that we've been spitting at the gaming industry for the past six months. Um, and they say that is, quote, good for the industry. Dan, I know you have very strong feelings about CD Projekt Red. Please let Leonard speak first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard. Well, personally. Yeah, yeah. Your feelings on loot boxes, your feelings on um, their, their quote. Loot boxes, like, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure most of the people who listen and, like, you know, hear this, they will agree that if you watch Game Theory, you're going to have the same feeling where it's just like, it's not gambling. Yeah. It's not, and honestly, okay. people who do loot boxes, like, they know they gar- they're they guaranteed to get one thing. It may not be the thing you want, but it's like, it'll be like, for example, you're like, oh, yes, I'm grinding so hard just to get that one loot box, you know? Where, like, you're on that, like, near the end of the level, and then you finally get it, and you're like, all right, let's see what I got. And maybe you're like, oh, yeah, I want that Reaper skin and all that stuff. Nah, instead, you got, like, um, what's her name? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't think of all the names right now because I'm a Reaper main right now, but wow, either okay. way, right, but it's well, just like... Our Edge Lord and Savior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that, like, it's it's good. It's yeah. good that, like, you know, these game developers are like, okay, we're, like, listening to the fans. Right, right. And, like, really understanding what they want, and they're like, you know what? Screw everyone else. I mean, it, it is good that some game developers are coming out and saying, like, this is not what we want to do. This isn't the direction our company goes, which is important, uh, especially for a company like CD Projekt Red, mm-hmm. which develops and publishes their own games, and usually they're, they're genius. So um, that's that's great. Uh, Dan? Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, not to, like, kind of get too argumentative about it, but the... I guess it comes down to the definition of gambling. That's what I was just doing, was looking that up. Mm-hmm. It's basically... You, you know, and Merriam-Webster? Yeah. Good for you. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, to basically, it's to bet on an uh, uncertain outcome. It's not that you don't always get a reward, but that you're looking for a specific reward, which means that loot boxes would fall in the definition of what gambling would be. So therefore, I agree with the, you know, the concept that it's something that we do need to be looking at because... It is the exact same, like, um, pleasure centers, that, that whole right. kind of drive that pulls people in to get them to spend money. It's the same concept that we get through, you know, mobile apps doing this and right. why, you know, kids have spent hundreds of dollars with their parents' money and that whole, you know, story. There's a reason we love Overwatch. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do have to admit, Overwatch and Destiny to a certain extent, especially with their bright ingrams when you level up, like, ooh, that feels great. Oh, yeah. yeah they're, well, they're, they're supposed to do that. That's yeah. the design of it. That's yeah, the exactly. Point. exactly. Getting it to be flashy, get, you know, as you're opening up your uh, Overwatch loot box, you see that little orange light. You're like, oh, that's a legendary. That's a, oh, legendary, that's a legendary in there. <laughs> and then you're like, ah, oh, oh, there's my four blues. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And they, you get that. And, you know, yeah. and you're like, oh, well, I can, maybe the next one. Yeah. Maybe the next one. Yeah. And there's a reason why they do it because it is very profitable. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I agree with CD Projekt Red, not just because they are CD Projekt Red, uh, but because it is a discussion that opens up that gaming isn't just like a kid's hobby. And yeah. if we want to try and treat it like that, it's something that we need to treat across the board. Yeah. You know, um, if we're going to make it a professional gaming sport, we need to be like, well, we'll have to address gambling and gaming and all that. Same thing goes with loot boxes. Right. 
Oh, yeah. so we had a little mic microphone problem, but we fixed it anyway. <laughs> no, I mean you, you do you do make a good point, uh, and that's sort of why I wanted to bring up the absolute the, the next one, the next one, uh, which is New Hampshire is asking the ESRB to reconsider rating games uh, when it comes to loot boxes. Yeah, what that means to the layman, ESRB are the people who put the ratings on it, like uh, uh, R rating and things like that for movies. This is going to be the M rating. This is going to be the T, E, E10+, etc. Um, so that would, ostensibly, this is worst case scenario, ostensibly that would make it so that uh, a teen rated game, say Overwatch... Uh, which, you know, doesn't have any violence, uh, maybe some suggestive themes, but not really. Honestly, it's a perfect teen-rated game, uh, and it was designed that way, yeah, specifically well, to hit that. Fantasy violence. Yeah, fantasy violence. But it was specifically designed to hit that teen rating. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll talk about ESRB one of these days, because yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's, that's a, a great it's a fascinating yeah. topic. Mm -hmm. um, but that would take Overwatch into the M-rating territory. Again, that's worst case scenario. That's sort of doom crying, and I don't like to do that. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the extreme happened in this instance. Because but, we are talking about gambling, and we are talking about save the children. Won't anybody think <laughs> of the children? Right. So, like, this is, this is exactly the direction that especially this administration might go. So, thoughts? Comments? I mean... Overwatch, you, like you said, it's a perfect teen game. It would suck for that to go to rated M. But oh, yeah. gambling is something that does need to be looked at. It's something that can be very addictive to some people. People, There are a reason why they call them whales. Their phones do it. These big game companies are trying to do it. They're trying to get that $60 out of you and then getting that extra 120 for the season pass and then that extra $600 from all the loot boxes. Right. No, I mean, it's... It's a troubling uh, idea, but I agree 100% that the ESRB does need to look into it. And maybe, maybe, um, maybe it's not gambling, at least to the definition that uh, should concern uh, the ESRB or, or things like that. Because no, I mean, you're not, you're not throwing money into a machine, pulling a lever and getting absolutely nothing out of it. You are getting something guaranteed. Are you really? But those sprays, are they really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck those sprays. Yeah. <laughs> or those terrible voice lines. Come on. Oh, yeah. come on. I don't need another voice line. No. I want to be. I want to earn the ones that you can buy. Right. Yeah, the get off my lawn one. I that was the first <laughs> yeah. one that I bought. Get off right. my lawn. So good. So good. Um, but yeah, it. So there, maybe the nuance needs to be addressed, and the nuance should be that, no, it's uh, Overwatch clearly is not an M-rated game. There's no sex, mm -hmm. there's no drugs, there's no nudity or blood, gore, and violence. But something to be labeled on there is yeah. important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure ESRB will come up with the perfect wording, because if gambling isn't the way that they want to go with it, maybe... Inclusion of well, loot I, I don't, so I don't know. Issue, I can't uh, even speculate. Yeah, on well, that. the issue is, is like gambling is the term that would probably have to be used, unless there's some other great catch-all that the modern consumer <coughs> that can somehow understand the definition of what loot box is. Right. Because parents and kids, even some kids, are not going to understand what loot box means. Right. Contains um, miniature purchases. What does it mean? It means that there are miniature purchases you can make inside oh, okay. the game. Oh, okay. Small, cheap purchases? Okay. So this is not going to cost me that much? Microtransaction also is sort of... Yeah, and that, that's my idea. That's yeah. the thing, though, is like you need to have something that speaks to your actual consumer. Yeah, yeah. And everybody. gambling is the term. Yeah. 
I mean, there might be a yeah. better one, but... It's I, a good reaction term, too, because it's just like when you hear... If you hear someone say, oh, gambling, they're just like, what? Yeah, it, do, it, does, make, it does make your ear perk up. And yeah, there could be a term yeah. attached to it, like, you know, microtransaction gambling. And I mean... Yeah, whatever, but... Devil's advocate. If this does happen, I mean, yeah, it's going to suck to see Overwatch rated M, but that is also going to make it to where some companies are not going to put gambling in their games simply because they don't yeah. want that rated M. And that yeah. is exactly it. Yeah. That is exactly it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, that's, that is the other end, and, and then this is how we're going to basically end this conversation, is that, yeah, uh, that means that developers won't be putting gambling in. That means that if they are going to be putting gambling in, they are already uh, okay with the fact that it's going to be an M-rated game, yeah. which cuts your market into a third, I hear. But I hear and I, I, I do have that. to say, if you really look at some of the more interesting microtransaction-based games, they're not rated M. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, and they're not. There's a reason for the kids' ones. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's exactly it. Is there a reason? Think about it. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, I mean it's, yeah. that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Uh, but, uh, you know, the ESRB, this is, this is sort of why it's so important to people who don't understand who the ESRB is. This is outside the industry. This is a government non-profit. agency, nonprofit government agency. Uh, so they just put, slap the label on, um, and the developer and the publisher have to talk about that label and figure out, uh, uh if it's a good label for them. Or if they should cut content and make it lower, yeah. add content to make it higher. Uh, I remember John Romero's last game. He actually um, uh, insisted that the game be M-rated, uh, even though it was a shit show of it uh, of a game. It was Sin, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, well, anyway. and if you're a per- in the year market, I think it's Peggy. Peggy, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Peggy, 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 Peggy 18. Peggy 18, yeah. yeah. Peggy 18. Um, and I'm sure Japan has their uh, own. Yeah. But, uh, I can see it, know? but I don't know it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is a great conversation. And uh, as I, I said this last episode, I'll say it this episode, I'm going to keep my ear to the ground for this because this this is industry changing. This yeah, kind no, of no. thing can, can dictate where the industry goes for 10 to 15 years. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely keep you up to date. Uh, anyway, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about racism in video games. This is gonna be a light one. This is super light, everybody. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Do you say EA or yay? And now for another thrilling adventure of. Episode 4, The Coffee Shop. Hey Chaz. What's up, Ian? Did you hear Half-Life 3 is out? What's Half-Life 3, man? 
And so concludes another thrilling adventure of... If Half-Life 3 came out today! Welcome back, everybody. So, uh, here we go. Oh. We're talking about <laughs> racism in gaming, and before we get started, I uh, did want to say two things. One, yeah, we're talking about racism in gaming. This is going to get kind of heavy, and so if you don't want to listen to this, I understand, but if you don't listen to this, you're a racist. <laughs> um, and two... There's a couple of reasons, Leonard, I brought you on this uh, podcast. One of the reasons is I kind of do want to make you uh, a reoccurring guest. I mean, you have a great voice. You're a funny dude. Uh, you know a lot about video games. He's all right. <laughs> um, I've seen better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there is a, a reason I wanted you on this specific podcast. Uh, Leonard, tell everybody why I wanted you on this one. Token. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Wait, yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's because uh, you are a, a, a black gamer. Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were going to just end it black gay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no, this no. is not that episode. <laughs> not that episode. We, we also have to do that episode at some point this year. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Okay, we'll so I know we'll some people. We'll, we'll, we'll save that to the I end know some of the year. People. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, so yeah, we're here to talk about racism in video games, and it's going to be a little bit different than the sexism in video games. I sort of realized a couple days ago that, um, it's not necessarily racism in video games, because yeah, there's a little bit of racism in video games, but, uh, this industry started off, uh, after, you know, major racism, you know, we, we've come a long way since the 50s yeah, and 60s. Stage. So, yeah, technically it started in the 70s, but the 80s really hit uh, the video game industry. And though there, of course, was racism in the country and in the world, the video game industry was sort of um, not devoid of it completely, but lacking, lacking it. However... Uh, when we're talking about racism in video games, I am mostly talking about uh, sort of exposure and um, inclusion. lack of inclusion, diversity. Last, lack of diversity. Um, yeah, there, there's some major problems. There's some major problems with the industry. Uh, one of the main things that I noticed is uh, how many main characters aren't black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let's, and let's not just focus on black. Let's just say anything other than white. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you definitely can do that. Would, would we like to try to name as many as possible? Because Dan and no, I were trying to do yeah. this in the car. It, yeah, there's <laughs> no, not many. It, that's, that's, the that's the whole thing, though. They're not memorable. They're not memorable, where it's just like, yeah, do you remember that black character? Hey, or that, I like Hispanic character, well, or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, no. I've given this a bit of thought, and like, uh, obviously our listeners can't tell. I'm kind of devoid of a specific race right. because I am mixed. Dan is see-through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm transparent, what can I say? Yeah. Um, but yeah That's so. why we make fun of him for being old. He's actually a ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but conceptually, I think part of the reason why there's so much, you know, Caucasian demographic in gaming is, or as main as protagonists is simply because, you know, you generally target um, your biggest audience right. so it'd be white male gamers right which is why 99 percent of the protagonists that we see that are written 
are for a white demographic for people to be like, oh, I relate to this character. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, <clears throat> just on a financial level and what the market is, it kind of makes sense. But as those, you know, audience expands, right. the, the market for developing is always going to be behind the curve. Right. So eventually maybe we'll get there. Yeah, because, um, you know, doing that, uh, ma- making your market... Uh, look like the character in the video game yeah. also cuts your market in half. It also crea- uh, creates an issue of, you know, well, if you can all create your own character, how is your story supposed to be geared towards that character? You no longer have you know, the ability to specifically go, oh, this person has this for this reason to, right. you know, these reasons to be this character. Right. And, like, that is actually a caveat that I wanted to touch on is that um, in this discussion we're going to try to avoid talking about games where you can create your own character. Because, yeah, you can create your own character and make him black in any game, yeah. or you make him Hispanic in any game uh, that has a character cre- creator. Um, so that that doesn't really count. We're talking about... Uh, I, I actually wanted to start the conversation with, like, Gears of War. Um, how you... <laughs> yeah, right? Right? You, Cold you, train. Cold train, baby. <laughs> Cold train, exactly. Like, he is your best friend. Uh, he's not the main character. There was never mm-hmm. DLC where he was the main character. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, the comic book sort of touched on him, but I barely know anything about that comic book because Gears of War sucks. And so uh, <laughs> uh, he he was he was token. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, like a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, like just I remember I watched like maybe a couple like episodes of a playthrough of it. Because I never really had an Xbox. Because, um, you know, parents. <laughs> um, but just, I remember see, hearing some of it. He's just like, he was just always a supporter. Yeah, I got you. Cold Train, baby. Woo! Yeah! Like, he was that, in a way, stereotypical loud black guy. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, right? I'll support you. Right? You know? Like, he's not the well educated black guy, but he's that guy that's just like, Cold Train, baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I depend on myself and I depend on my friends. Woohoo! Shoot the <laughs> shotgun in the air. That's, you know, also a chainsaw. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't even get me started on that. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's everyone in Gears. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. Even the female character that wore less armor than everybody else, which hey, is man, ridiculous was... in a world where you have to have crazy Armored amounts crop of armor. Tops are five percent movement achieved (laughs) (laughs) right yeah i mean it's super bad but um and and on top of him being just the side character the tertiary character he also dies spoiler alert he dies and like is isn't that in and of itself just a trope and stereotypical? But and does, uh, does he die in a sad way or like I'm going out in a blaze well, of glory? So a lot of I it, can't remember. <laughs> well, uh, so the thing is, uh, I play a lot of gears. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Shocker. What's that supposed to mean, Paul? <laughs> I play a lot of games. Um, Did that just grind your gears? <laughs> if I had a soul, it just you have me. a fan now <laughs> in Leonard. Noah. Yeah. You have one fan. Yes. <laughs> I do it for the fans. But, uh, so, when Cole dies, the idea is that, I mean, it's kind of the passing of the torch for all of the main characters. Right. So, it's not so much like, oh, he hadn't had a good run. He's been through four or five games already. Right. Okay. So okay. It's not just like, oh, he died right off the start and, you know, we moved on. Yeah. It's like all of the characters are passing. Yeah. Yeah. In that, one way that's, or another. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's... it's there's a lot of characters of, of any color that have always been on the side 
Like, uh, any Call of Duty. Just pick. Pick any Call of Duty. And there's somebody of color next to your character. Yeah. yeah never the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> ne- yeah. Never the actual character. Yeah. Which is one game that, I mean, maybe not the World War II one, but it would have been incredibly easy mm-hmm. to make your character a person of color. Any freaking color. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't. They... they Named him Soap. Like, I... Uh, <laughs> I've always had a problem with that name, and now that I'm really thinking about it, I have even more of a problem with right. that name. Because well, there's just too many easy connotations with... Yeah, there's a lot of easy connotations. I'm sure that they're completely incidental, and they didn't actually mean any of those connotations, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's, it's kind well, of it's, it, That's the problem, is, like, you know, it's one of those things where... It's so easy to kind of fall into those things when you especially are not making the steps to progress towards it. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Leonard, growing up playing games, did you notice anybody that looked like you on the other side of that screen? Not really. I mean, like, honestly, when I played, like, for example, Legend of Zelda. Right. Big, big fan of that whole series. And then, like, the one thing I always realized, too, throughout that series is that what skin color is Ganon? Like no. when you yeah, look no. at it, it's as simple as that. Even through like any ja- like, I'll give you a good one. Dead Rising. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure which one it was. I think it might have been three. Okay. But like there was there was one like one black pimp, <laughs> <laughs> and he was the bad guy. Who would have known? <laughs> and it's just like I mean, like. People, like as a lot of I know it's a lot of black nerds just right. like in general we've all noticed that like when it comes to games like that it's always the black people who are always the bad guys and that's why like I give props and I'll even shout out some games right now which okay. like here's some perfect games where you'll just be like oh really alright um let, let, I'll just throw out the names uh CJ CJ you know, remember? San Andreas San Andreas, San Andreas. Okay. okay Franklin Franklin, that's GTA Five. Okay, yeah. Fifty Cent. Fifty Five. Because <laughs> remember, Fifty Cent. Yeah. yeah. And may I remind you, he was a rapper who, let's just say, maybe not the best person to represent black people in a game. <laughs> yeah. But it was about shooting people and everything else with that. And I'd say like two people that I absolutely love, absolutely love, and. You know, you can throw in your, oh, maybe not, or maybe so. Like, I'm down for that. But Marcus from Watch Dogs 2 okay. and Bayek from Assassin's Creed Origins. Two of my top favorites because, right. A, Marcus showed, like, the side of the Bay Area because, yeah. you know. Represent. Represent. Yeah. <laughs> and then also the fact that literally he was, it was shown that he was, um, he was, in a way, like, you know, they they standardized him as, like, oh, they, he got a gun, or this, this, and that, and all that. And, you know, he was like, no, like, I've been wrongfully judged for that. And that's something strong within. And that's the thing I love about Ubisoft, you know? And something I will say they are guilty of as well. Right. Liberation. Everyone, right. Remember, anyone remember that? Mm, exactly. There, there you go. Because you only great. had to buy a PS Vita to play that, and Sony was just like, "Hey, let's put it out." And then they're like, "Hey, remember the PS Vita?" And they're like, "What? What are yeah. you talking about?" Because, I mean, they literally put the girl from Liberation. Because I don't even know her name. 
I don't. That, I don't that's know. the worst yeah. part that they made these I characters forgot to look not up memorable. <laughs> I looked right? up like four names, so <laughs> I have something I forgot to look up. Like, name. literally, people forget about these things, and yeah. it's just like they're not memorable. And then now we get to Bayek. Yeah. And Bayek was the whole starter, and this is the thing that I love that they started. They like, hey, you know what? We need to revive this series. Yeah. And um, they revived it the best way possible. They put it in Egypt. And they put it, like, where you have different fighting skills and things like that. And the fact that, like, he had... They didn't make it as in, like, yeah, he's stupid and things like that. No, they made it to the point where he was a smart, educated guy who had a girlfriend or wife who was educated, smart, beautiful, you know, things like that. And, excuse me, but part of those things, it's just, like, it makes you proud to be that black nerd but then you're just like, dang, I wish there was more. Yeah. Because like even I, I'm not sure if any of you guys like really pay attention to the mobile gaming industry as well. Because mm. some people argue, you know, it's not industry or whatever. But there was even this kid who was like, I think 10 to 12 years old. He's a Mexican kid too, and he recently just brought up this game, and it's a Mexican food truck game, and like you, it's like a zombie apocalypse Mexican food. Co- truck i don't remember exactly because i only played a little bit right but like just because the fact that this mexican kid started up this game and starting up his own business of gaming like i i i sat there and applauded and i was like that's good this yeah, kid, yeah. like yeah. see and the thing is too i read something on newsweek and you can say that's credible or not or whatever but something it did bring out is that they interviewed this guy who is a white game developer and he's like i'm only doing it from my perspective perspective you know right because you can mess it up so many other ways. If you're like, okay, let's try to do it from a black perspective. Yeah. If you don't understand, then yeah, you yeah. probably shouldn't get in there. And yeah. I mean, that that's that's a whole conversation in and of itself. Like, is the representation of black people and really people of color in video games, is that because there isn't any in the industry? I would, or at least not much? I would argue so. Um, yeah. Like, just with demographics on things, it's hard to write outside of your spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Um, even if you're, like, you could have the writer be, you know, of whatever descent and, you know, whatever culture, but it goes beyond the writer because it's also the animators, the modelers. Voice actor. actor yeah. Voice actor, everything. So it's like at what, you know, how much of a saturation is there of each demographic and how hard is it to actually capture that appropriately? Right, right. So I'm not saying that's an excuse. I'm just saying these are logistics that are real industry issues. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean it. It does kind of go down all the way to the roots, um, which which is a problem. I mean, it's the same way with sexism. It's 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 a culture that starts with the development of the video game and uh, hiring, honestly. All right. And uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, maybe we need uh, uh, more people of color behind the computers actually making mm-hmm. the games, and yeah. I'm sure that that is a trend that's happening, but. Yeah. It's, it's sort of impossible to know. We'll have to see in like five years if things uh, get better. But um, speaking of games that uh, uh, actually do have black people or people of color um, in the lead role, I've, I've noticed that uh, except for San Andreas, um, CJ, he was, he was a fantastic character, but he was also sort of pigeonholed into gangster. Um, same with Franklin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was forced by two white dudes uh, to help them uh, rob banks, and one of the white dudes tried to cut him out of the deals. And I mean, they never really addressed the problem that they were 
poking fun at. And GTA is known for, you know, taking society, flipping it on, flipping it on its head and, and making fun of it, poking fun yeah. of it, and then saying, isn't this fucked up? The one thing they didn't point at is their racism, <laughs> like the race, race culture that they were making fun of. Well, the problem is, is like the context in which GTA is kind of, you know, built upon is too too close to the stereotypes in which like it's associated with so it's kind of hard to kind make of remove of it, it make fun of it and kind of turn it on its head when it just fits too close to the stereotypes where it's like well you know this whole gangster violence yeah. thing yeah how do you move away from that especially yeah. when gta is that game that's what people and that's, yeah, it's, for I, that it's just, yeah. I think it's one of the games that it's like they just can't do it because of what it is at least with the main characters. What they could do is, within the side characters, those people who, like, there's the guy who runs Facebook, the fake Facebook in the game, right, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, like, you have characters who aren't necessarily, you know, the protagonist, but they could show other sides and other, you know... Like Franklin's like, friend that always, like, ruins the mission. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, but... Uh... Yeah, I mean, he he was kind of a joke character to begin with. Yeah, they kind of just they kind of made him just like, hey, let's poke fun at it. I think in a way though, they did make it so it's like how TV shows play it out to be. And the yeah. thing is too, the thing that's very interesting as well is that like, you know, all these people are like, yeah, we want the black people, you know, to be in this. Like people actually from the hood that are like, oh, like right. from Compton too, right, 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 because CJ and Franklin are real people. And, um, like, if you want, you could go look that up, because guess what site's on? World Star Hip Hop. <laughs> the joke of the the joke of the black people. But anyways, <laughs> um, but, like, they, they had actual people, like, they, they wrote the scripts, and it's like, you know, they, it was pretty much whatever people they had writing the script, and they're like, okay, this is how we think it is. And the black people were like, no, this is how we say it. Like, let, <laughs> yeah, let, yeah. Let's, I live it and write it out that right, way. Right, right. I mean, they did that with San Andreas, too. Yeah. Uh, the voice actors, uh, like Snoop Dogg, was basically throughout its entire script. And Samuel was like, Jackson. I, yeah, And, yeah, and may Jackson I point something thing. big in that, too, is the fact that they had a black person targeting another black person. Which yeah. is something that, like, I, I, prop, I give props to Rockstar, too. But it's just like, in a way, too, we need to lead to an example where it's like, no, we, I mean, yes, we point it out. But at the same time, we need to give an example... Where it's just like, hey, you know what, where in the end he's just like, you know what, instead of like me hating this black person because he, or hating this person because he's from the hood, but like try to uplift him, be like, come on, you need to yeah. get out this situation, yeah. I can help you, this, this, and that, you know? Yeah. Because like, that's what they did with um, Michael. Right. With Michael in GTA Five, where that cop's like, look, I can get you out the hood, and this, this, and that, you know? And he found his way out. Yeah. But yet they never do that to any of the black characters. Yeah, no, I I, I sort of noticed that too. And and yeah, Franklin had this um, idea that he was going to get out of the hood and actually make something of himself. Uh, and the only way he found to do that, at least narratively, was to talk to two white guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like <laughs> like I mean, it's it's sort of putting a mirror up to society because oh, that's a little too close to the truth, frankly. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, no, no, Noah, I did, no, no, Noah, no. 
<laughs> You're laughing at a joke that doesn't exist. How do you do that? Anyway. Um, but yeah, it's it, it was... As I was playing that game, I was like feeling bad for Franklin every single time. And maybe that was the idea. Uh, but by the end of it, when they had that sunset moment, I was like, well, Franklin... <laughs> Is in the same exact position yeah. he was. He might have a bigger house now. Mm-hmm. He might not necessarily be in the hood, but he is the same person. Oh, yeah. He hasn't grown in any direction, so I, it's it's frustrating. But, yeah, GTA is a great game for what it does, but at the same time, there's a it lot falls of mis- short. Yeah, there's a lot of missed opportunities in what it is. Yeah, and no. what it could be. Yeah, but uh, you know, talking about inclusion, um, it's. It's sad to see that even the games coming out now, even even E3, I I bet you right now that not a single E3 game will have a person of color uh, in in the main seat. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they might have um, androgynous is not the right word. Uh, what are you, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> Transparent. Transparent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, ambiguous. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, ambiguously raced people because yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah that that seems to be a really good trend or really well, it's prevalent just, it's trend it's an easy way to kind of go well <laughs> you don't maybe? know if he's, yeah. <laughs> if he's Mexican or not you don't know that yeah. that's your own that, prejudice yeah. honestly I kind of like that's what I like about Rhyme a bit I don't know if y'all played that yes. at all. No, but um, playing it because it's free on PlayStation Plus. All right. Um, I, so I do I own it. I just haven't played it. Yeah, yet. exactly. <laughs> like jump into that because like the thing is the thing about me when I played that game and when I played like Journey as well like the indies of the PlayStation games like when you play that you're just like you know it's like they're like they don't have a race or anything like that or even yeah. if they if they do you don't really care and that's right. the thing like games like that I love because it's just like. You don't have to bring race in it. And that's part of the thing I think people mourn to now. Like, that's why it's not much of how people bring it up as a problem. Because they're just like, I'm just trying to escape reality and get into this other world. This different world that I don't even know of. Mm-hmm. You know, where I have different powers and things like that, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, it's a good thing too. But, again, it's something that needs to be brought up. And yeah, yeah. the thing is, the only question is, though, it's just like, Gaming um, industries like that, like for example, EA, because I'm pretty sure EA is close to us, right? And PlayStation Two as well. Yeah. Like people like like they the have companies like that. Yeah. They need to get into the school systems where it's like you know they start looking at like p- places of poor income, be like, hey, you know what? Let's start building this yeah. up. And of course, yeah. you know, Here's it's gonna start with white people or whatever, but it doesn't matter. Like honestly, if you start funding the industry. The, uh, the industry's money into that, you're going to see more profit and you're going to see people who are actually educated and people that can grow and build more. Because, like, even... And this is kind of off-topic, too, but, like, going into Black Panther itself, uh, the movie No, I'd love to talk out, about it. Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. Oh, uh, you son of a bitch. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, Eric Killmonger, I would have to say, arguably, one of the best comic book, like enemies ever yeah from my from my point of view y'all can think differently about that no um but he brought up straight issues and then also too the thing i love is that the director is a 31 year old black man from oakland yeah that's rare yeah especially in the film industry because there's still racism and all that stuff oh yeah but it points out that just like if someone 
puts a little hand or if you work hard enough and then someone puts out that little hand and says, okay, I trust you. Let's do this. Yeah. You can make Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. You can make Black Panther. You can make a lot more. You can make Fruitvale Station. Yeah. Everything like that. Yeah. No, I mean, it is it is something that is growing outside of the gaming industry that I'm noticing that um, a lot of uh, uh, TV developers and a lot of movie developers are going to... I call them developers. Like, <laughs> they're not, they're not develop, uh, uh, what am I? What producers, am I think? Directors, producers, directors, producers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're going to... Um, look at other voices and those other voices are giving us Black Panther they're giving us uh, Get Out uh, they're giving us amazing movies that honestly would not happen in 20 years ago. yeah probably 20 years ago 10 years ago probably yeah. well, um, I think we're kind of at a stage where we're kind of playing with the idea of other cultures like um, that uh, Eskimo game Right, I could literally turn around and find out what that's called, but keep going. Yeah, um, but I mean, like, so it's kind of like we have these kinds of, and it's the you know the emergence of the indie market, is you know we are able to kind of go oh well, let's dive into this kind of other world, and I think it's one of the better things because it does show people things outside of their comfort spectrum. Right, never alone. That's what I was thinking, but I was like, can't be right. Yeah. But yes, um, that was a super fun game. I like that one. I actually I, never played it. Yeah, I, I tried it and didn't care, to be honest. What? I know, it's just it's a platformer. What do you mean know, you didn't care? <laughs> it was well done. I just wasn't in the mood to play it. It's yeah, one yeah. of those things. And it yeah. funded a documentary. Really? really? Yeah, 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 yeah. The game wow. development funded a documentary, and um, as you play the game, you actually unlock more of the documentary. Wow. And that it, is interesting. It, yeah, yeah. It, it teaches you. I kind of... Uh, one of these days, we're going to have an uh, education in gaming and gaming education. Um, episode and this is definitely going to be one that I bring up because not only does it talk about race that uh, a race that you've never heard of or you know if you, you have, have heard of it you don't know much of, yeah, yeah yeah very low exposure but it also teaches you about their culture and teaches you um, a whole bunch of stuff and it has a pretty fun and a, adorable game yeah and, it's great yeah. gameplay and all of those things but I think that's what I'm saying though is like we can kind of play with the idea of cultures and learn a little bit more, but at the same time, we have to figure out where we can draw lines so we don't write tropes or stereotypes right. and all these right, things because right. not everyone from, you know, that descent is running through the snow with dogs and doing these things. You know what I mean? That's like true. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. There is a diversity. And we have to kind of find those lines where we're learning about people, yeah. but understanding this is still a work of fiction. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think I've said this three episodes in a row now, but uh, this gaming industry does sort of feel like it's in its adolescence. Oh, it really is. Uh, and it's sort of striking out in a hundred different directions, trying to find uh, a niche that it can sort of hold on to. I mean, uh, the movie industry did the same thing when talkies became a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Back in me and Paul's Yeah, day. Back, back in our day. <laughs> Yeah, we had to read our movies. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, it, it took a while for the movie industry to understand what sound in movies meant. Yeah. Um, and TV did the same thing, sort of. It's actually sort of having a renaissance right now, which some people are happy about, some people are kind of disappointed about. But yeah. it's it's a renaissance of sorts. Um, but back in the 70s, it sort of had, uh, you know, a first renaissance, a golden age, yeah. and dozens and dozens of movie or TV shows are coming out with different plots and different things. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, like, I, I consider gaming art, you know, and it may not be art in the, you know, fundamental sense, but it generally is something for people to use to um, 
express, say some, express yeah, something exactly yeah, yeah so and it's the same concept with art there's a lot of different directions that things right. can take and we're at that point where we're still trying to figure out what exactly gaming is yeah so. that honestly totally reminded me of that game it was um excuse me again but uh off of steam um i don't know if you guys heard of it but i'm pretty sure you might have but uh, I think it's called Dragon Called Cancer or something. Oh, yes. no. Right. If, you, if yep. you, any uh, of you... Apparently, I'm the only one that hasn't. Watch <laughs> it. Like, literally go on YouTube, watch it. Yeah. It's a beautiful... Or even play it yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful story. It's $10 like, I've watched, on Steam. It's beautiful. Like, it gives you so many different things. And it's just, like... It's it's just mind-blowing, like, how amazing that art... That piece of art is. And that's why, like, I totally agree with you. And this is why, again... This is why something that I was actually going to say about prediction-wise. Right. But I feel like how you said Nintendo's going to take it, I believe so, too. Yeah. That their nindies are just going to take over everything. Because this is their platform where it's like anyone can now make a game. And then now it's just like, hey, Nintendo, what do you think of this? And if it's rated well enough, I feel like Nintendo's going to be like, okay... We'll give it a try. Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically going to bring the Steam green light or whatever the hell they yeah. want to call it now yeah. uh, onto a, uh, a handheld system. Which would be perfect because it is would be perfect. the perfect handheld cross console. You know, Wii um, U. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause, no, what was that uh, uh, top down? Uh, it was kind of like Diablo. Helldivers? Four player. Helldivers. No, 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 no. The one for Switch that just came out recently. Oh, uh,. Pillars of no, uh, I know which one you're talking the about. The Ghostbusters one? No, 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 the one that Francis. The one that Francis has. Yeah, the Ghostbusters where you cross the spells and then. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. It's like nine pillars or something like that. Yeah, something pill- like that. Yeah, nine, nine pillars. pillars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, that it, it's an indie game, and ooh, it looks fantastic yeah. and plays fantastic. That's what so. I mean. Like indie games are kind of where we are at for yeah. being expressive and being able to add things because people can do things. Pretty much cost efficiently. Yeah, cost efficiently. And you don't have to. Hey, it comes down to the money. I know it does. Um, does. And you don't have to worry about hitting mass market demographics. You don't have any of those things. You're producing something for the quality of it. Right, right. And you know, with with that uh, uh, sort of freedom, you are able to do things uh, with you know talking about different races and talking about different cultures and and seeing where that goes. Because I wouldn't mind seeing uh, the message from Black Panther. Moving to a video game. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I don't want to talk about that specific yeah. message because it'd be spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> but like, yeah, it, it's wait it's... two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, guys, go. And, and I don't so want good. that to come off as like, oh, well, we can't do it in mainstream because that is speaking novels and you know of right. Why can't we? Right. Yeah. Right. And that's something to do with modern culture and yeah, a yeah. Whole other topic on top of it. Yeah, because I was actually uh, I was talking about this off mic uh, uh, with somebody that like what we were talking about tonight and uh one of the things that i kind of wanted to talk about but realized that it sort of doesn't have a lot of legs is the fact that uh um little 14 year old white boys online are just dropping the n-word oh yes oh my gosh (laughs) yeah right (laughs) my experience right like it's it's like that that's that's a cultural problem that the gaming industry can't do anything about i mean it can it can do as much as it can but it's that's not going to change it's a societal issue that's a societal issue it's it's totally that and then it's just the fact that like and and it also comes down to as well the parents because it's just like you know they're letting the kids play the radar which i mean hey you know if you feel like your kid's going to be okay with that fine you know do whatever right but it's just like you got to also be careful and like really sit down with your kid because i remember when 
I first bought I I bought my first Raid M game and I thought my mom and dad were gonna like get heated over that. My dad was like, "No, I'm fine with that. Just you know, don't say certain things because yeah. not only is it gonna affect you, but it's gonna affect people around you, and there's gonna be backlash to that." Yeah, yeah. And so like, cause that that was the whole thing. That's another reason why I couldn't ever get Xbox 360 because. You always heard about the little white kids are online saying the N word. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sort of disgusting. I mean, that's sort of why I stopped playing Call of Duty so much, at least during the the day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> luckily we're on yeah. the West Coast, so uh, by the time it's nighttime, Everyone's all those little kids they've, uh, they've all gone to bed. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't play it during the weekends. But um, yeah, it's it's I hate I hate hearing that word, even though it doesn't hurt me as much as it would hurt another person but um it's it's still a disgusting word like yeah. i don't like hearing it and, uh, well it's and, a, it's just the cuz i think it hurts everybody just because it's a sign of like just how bad our culture is at times yeah yeah, yeah i mean to, not to like drag the whole podcast down but i mean that's sort of what that's the problem that's the reality of it yeah but, yeah, yeah. cuz I mean, if you think back to it, like, so many years ago, we were using the hard R. Like, people were using the hard R like it's nothing. And then, nowadays, it's people are using the N with the A. And then people are just like, oh, we can say it because we're only quoting this. And it's like, no. Like, I mean... <laughs> I mean, Still no. <laughs> personally, in my opinion, I think the word should just be dropped, dropped in general by black people, white people, Hispanics, whatever. Yeah. And I know people say, well, the hard R version is like, you know, for people, because I think if you look at Mary Wester, it's like about like a person being broke or whatever. Right. And I'm just like, well, either way, still. We changed def- language is an evolving thing. It, yes. So like yeah. we just change it or fucking get rid of it. I mean, because <laughs> I remember what so many years ago they, they added in like to one of the dictionaries the word yellow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they, they that's the thing, yeah, you know. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's your generation. I don't talk that's, about that. That's my, <laughs> that's my generation too, sadly. I'm the yeah. what they call the millennial, even though I was raised non-millennial. <laughs> <laughs> raised non-millennial. I like that. I, I will go against that till the day I die. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's good. Me too. Um, yeah, so it is it is a societal thing, but uh, in general, I think gamers should step up. Because like... As a, a, a fledgling industry, we have a lot of power, yeah. and we are a multi-billion-dollar industry, so that means even more power. Do you think um, there is the ability for gaming to address a topic appropriately, whether oh, yeah. it's you know sexism, racism, yeah, violence? Oh you know, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I it's <sighs> but to be able to do that and have because you I mean you got to remember. Like, percentage of the market is going to be younger gamers, so for a parent to buy that for their child. Well, here's what the gaming industry can do. The indies, as we talked about, the indie guys can actually talk about the topic and make game mechanics around the topic or what have you. Think of this uh, this war of mine, talking about war and yes. the, the atrocities of, that civilians go through in war. That's That's the indie scene. What the AAA scene can do, even AA scene can do, is bring faces to the forefront. Um, just like uh, Guerrilla Games did with Horizon Zero Dawn and w- uh, women and girls, 
they put a huge face of an awesome badass like not skimpy dressed no yeah, Aloy is, just, is, Aloy yeah. is just amazing as a yes, woman no, yes. the name right. yeah yeah uh, so and the thing that. too is just like I know it's, it's a it's lot Aloy. of Aloy god <laughs> damn it it's Aloy it's Aloy <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I will say too is just like something that my friends and I like I, I talked to my friends about it and I told them I was like yeah I got Horizon Zero done I'm like oh what do you think I'm like I like it and I'm like it's it's a strong character like I only played like maybe a couple minutes of that game like, to the point where, like, she just became an adult. Right. And, like, I don't want to spoil it, but... Uh, oh, it's, it's, she becomes <laughs> an adult? She becomes, she becomes an adult, adult in it. Whoa! You don't play as a child? <laughs> yeah. But, um, like, even, like, when I talked about my friends, they're like, uh... Like, one of my friends is like, eh, I don't like it because she doesn't look pretty. I'm just like... So like stop it. She is a very beautiful. Like honestly, <laughs> I, yeah, she is by right. the way, if you don't think I'm she's beautiful it. or not, yeah, the whole point is that it's it's like think about it like this. It's like Wonder Woman. Right. That it put a message, it showed that you need to like like girls, come on, we need to be here. Yeah. We yeah. need to show men what we got, this, this, and that. And like that's why I love. That's why I like about it. Cause it's just like we're tired. I mean, I'm tired of seeing Lara Croft. <laughs> I'm tired of just the. Oh my gosh, I'm wearing a tank top. Yeah, and yeah. I got. I'm a skinny girl that jumped somehow ten feet farther <laughs> than I should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, the the reboot for for Tomb Raider does a better job. Yes, they do. It's, it's actually a, a woman instead of a, a doll. Tits. <laughs> yeah. yeah, instead of walking tits. Um, no. but, uh... Well, I do, so, I mean, yeah, kind of going in and trying to fall <laughs> from that. Um, but, like, so the idea that you have to be attracted to the main character, it, it kind of baffles me in some regards. Yeah. Because, like, okay, well, if you're a male, straight, you know, whatever, you know, you subscribe to. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, does that mean you can't play Uncharted? Because you, yes. you, you don't think Nathan Drake's hot? It is. Because if you, you don't know, think Nathan Drake is hot, it's <laughs> <laughs> He is an attractive man. Uh, yeah, okay, bad example, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, you know what I mean, dollars. though. Like, like, how does that play into anything? No, yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. Like, I just, it baffles me. Because, like, oh, well, okay, you didn't yeah. find her attractive. So? <laughs> so? What's the point? It's yeah. still going to be a good game. You haven't yeah, tried exactly. it. Exactly. Like, yeah. you know, it's a character going through a story. It's about yeah. the adventure and all those things. It's yeah. not about like, oh, wow, look at this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But, like, that's what the AAA industry can do. But the problem is, is the market is that. And that's my problem. Is like, yeah. Because can the market sustain a game that touches all these topics and still turn a profit with investing $100 million, $20 million, No. $50 million? No. But, but, putting a face to these problems... Um, will eventually make it easier and easier for that fifty million uh, to go towards something that that can actually be sustainable. And that's not yeah. to say that the industry hasn't tried. I mean, if you look at Battlefield One, they did a lot with like touching the subjects of the war, trying to make yeah, sure... yeah. They, they had to perfect. divide it up between multiple. They did, but yeah. baby steps. And that, that's exactly, I guess, would be the answer is not yeah. a yeah. thing, you know. Specific, and it's I guess maybe that's why GTA kind of GTA Five broke it into multiple. Kind of right, right. I guess. Yeah, but yeah. Because they know still, that San Andreas I mean, didn't sell Mafia. nearly as well as Vice uh, City, even. 
Really? Mafia Santa Three. Yeah. Wow. Oh really? man, San Andreas I thought was like a huge success. Yeah. Uh, Mafia Three was a big seller for Mafia. That was all Italian, and then Mafia Three they changed it to the African. What, what was it called back in the day? Shit, like, I don't even know. African gang mafia. Was it called the? Oh right. Uh, I don't. I, yeah, I don't actually think it was an African mafia. It was a Louisiana mafia. There was made up of pre- uh, predominantly black people. Um, I can't remember what I played like twenty minutes of that game. I got so frustrated with the graphics. <laughs> I, I didn't play. Right, right. I mean, I hear a lot of good things, and I hear that the story was pretty good, but. Again, they didn't really... Because this is the 70s we're talking about. You're a black man in the South in the 70s, mm-hmm. and they didn't. They barely touched on yeah. any of that. That's Basically exactly. because they were afraid of using the hard R, which yeah. maybe I mean, they should be afraid of using the hard R. All I can say is if Wolfenstein did it, anyone can really. Good Wolfenstein point. did it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. played the recent one, because I played it on the PlayStation when they had the free trial, like... <laughs> and this is the funny part I felt uncomfortable when they said that cause yeah. like not only like it wasn't even towards a black person it was towards I think the mother and the child who, who you actually play as as an adult but you play like it went again it went to a Jewish white lady and they kept he kept using the hard R and everything and I was just like what? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I even follow on uncomfortable. I was like, "What is this?" Right, and like, and like to to a certain degree, I just want to touch on this real quick, Dan. To a certain degree, that uncomfortability, that's good. Yeah, it's great. It's absolutely great because it pulls out a message. It does, and so that people can understand, be like, "Wow, like I should, I should really like." Think, think about this yeah. next yeah. time. Yeah, because like the people who happens. Because the people who aren't getting uncomfortable about that probably aren't playing uh, Wolfenstein yeah. because of who you shoot. Yeah, and yeah. That, that's another thing I was kind of going to talk about was that like you know having these topics and uh, conversations. Could you produce a game that would actually hit the appropriate audience, which would be the more impressionable audience, the younger gamers? So you'd have to have an M-rated topic. That would reach for a teen-rated audience. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not saying that that's impossible. GTA, uh, obviously, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I Rockstar mean, can do anything. They really yeah. can. Exactly. So. And speaking of Rockstar, real quick, because wow, we're going long. The yeah. sexism one went long too, so this this is appropriate. But uh, with Red Dead, I have checked out the because I'm really looking forward to this game. It's a it, Looks, it looks, yeah, looks amazing, it looks right? amazing. And so I've checked out the trailer maybe eight times, nine times. <laughs> I haven't seen a single person of color. Maybe, maybe I saw a Mexican. Maybe I saw a Mexican. I'm right? sure at some point you will. Yeah, I'm sure at some point I will. But I didn't see any black people. Something I kind of hope to see in this is like the first Red Dead. I, I, it's been like years since oh, I remember a seeing time. a playthrough of it. But they never mention about, or at least I'm think they mentioned anything about the Buffalo Soldiers. Right. No. And in this second one, if they at least mention it or at least have you play like a mission with them or anything like that, you know? This game would be set closer to the time where the Buffalo Soldiers would have been writing, for lack of a yeah. better term. Yeah. I, I'm going to use that. Yeah. Because it's a Western. So they're writing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they did, I will say, uh, in the first Red Dead, well, Second Red Dead, technically. Yeah. Um, no one remembers the yeah, first. No one remembers the first. All right. So the first Red Dead, uh, they did talk a lot about the Native American problem uh, and the you know issue 
uh, of of cultural appropriation with Native American colonization. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all that stuff, which was great, really good. Of course, they didn't cross the line. Mm. They didn't go where they should. They did, yeah. they pushed the envelope. They didn't break the envelope. So yeah, and that's where uh, you know it's like because it is baby steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. No, you you really did say it best, and you haven't said much, but you did say <laughs> it so succinctly. <laughs> yeah. This is taking baby steps, and uh, that's uh, I, why you keep me here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think Dan's right that um, uh, indies can take giant steps uh, because they're not worried about. Uh, Stockholders. They're yeah. not worried yeah, about like, shareholders. They're not worried about the bottom line. Yeah, they're, worried about about the they're, worried they're worried about, about story the quality. Enjoys it and yeah, yeah. story and things like that. Yeah. And that's why, like, something I did want to say, like, as an example for something that did bring out like a serious message. I'm not sure if this is the name of the title correctly, but Papa and Yo. It was the oh, one about um, the little black girl and the monster. Yeah. Because then you learn right. that at the end in of itself, it, uh, it's South Africa. Yeah, that in in the end of it, that it's really I think it was like about the father who's really the monster. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was actually so. Um, I back when I was in the media and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. here we go. So, um, yeah, it was actually <laughs> written about. Um, it's hard to remember. It really was about this kid who had this uh, alcoholic father and was very abusive, and it was this kind of um, artistic take. On kind of representation, representing how he felt, kind of growing up in this environment. Right. So right. I mean, if you want to talk about art and gaming, as a that's that's, yeah, that's, that's a good exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like the gameplay, so I didn't play it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not it was, the greatest. It was interesting, yeah, but, greatest it's, game, yeah. but personally, I I stuck through all of it, and I'm not gonna lie, like there like nothing ever makes you cry, <laughs> ever with movies, TV series, games. That one almost brought me to tears. Yeah. Because like. I, I obviously knew it, it had to start from somewhere, so obviously it's a true story. Mm-hmm. But, like, seeing that all, I was just like, wow, like, you really had this, like, it really made me think about it, you know? Yeah. And then, like, even, like, just going out to think about, like, issues of that sort, you know? Like, that's the good thing about those games. It's just, like, like how we said, once again, indies can bring this up. Rockstar, of course, even how you said as well, take baby steps, but... Either way, the indies can bring it up full force. The big companies can take it step by step. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the best way to do that. Yeah, that is a good way to do it. And we are going super long, so I'm going to cut it off there. And we'll probably talk about racism and gaming again, because I say that about every single topic, <laughs> yeah, every single episode. Yeah, the industry keeps going forward. Yeah, it keeps mm-hmm. going forward. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. So um, we're going to end it there. Uh, Leonard, thank you so much for coming. It's, it's good to have you. I hope you stick around for more. Yeah, I'd love to. Anytime. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, until next game, everybody. Until next. I don't want to waste your time. And there it was, the 17th episode of the Non-Player Character Podcast. It was good. It was really, really good. I liked it. And Leonard, oh, he's so great. Uh, uh, we talked about uh, uh, racism in video games, and of course I had him on because uh, he is a proud black man. Not only that, but he has already told me that he has some uh, skit ideas. So he is so far my favorite uh, NPC that I've ever had on the show. Um, hopefully I will be taking some of his ideas for skits and writing them up uh, with him. And uh, I know he does voices, so uh, he is going to be an integral part in uh, future uh, NPC episodes for sure. As I said, maybe once or twice uh, on the podcast, I'm really excited 
that the uh, studio is basically a week away from being completely done. Uh, I'm waiting for a couple of things to come in, um, some uh, building materials that I haven't been able to put in because of the weather, but uh, other than that, ooh, it's, it's looking so good. All the equipment is uh, basically arriving at my door as I speak, so oh, I cannot wait. So this will be the last episode of the subpar audio quality, hopefully. Other than that, since this is the last episode of February, uh, it's it's gonna go, it's gonna go back to sort of our uh, normal, uh, less less heavy topics. Uh, we're sort of uh, throwing around a couple ideas for uh, uh, the next episode, uh, which of course will be out in two weeks. And if you don't know yet, uh, I do have a website. Uh, it is uh, silvertongueaudio.org. I have the Facebook page, which is Silvertongue Audio. I help uh, uh, host and produce a couple of uh, fantastic podcasts that you've heard the commercials of before on this, and that's uh, Midnight in the Bay, which is hilarious, and uh, Jean-Luc and Me, which is also fantastically hilarious. All the podcasts can be found on the Facebook page and on the website. Uh, if you need to contact us or want to contact us for any reason, you can do so either on the Facebook page or the website. Basically, just... You know, it's it's like every other website and every other podcast. You can figure it out. You are all adults. So that's basically all I have to say. Uh, I hope to see you guys again next episode. Until next game, everybody. Until next game. If you have an itchy asshole, where do you go? Where do you go to itch it? I mean, I know where to go, I mean, but if you're in public, you can't itch it anywhere. You know what I mean? Hello everyone, this is your friendly neighborhood NPC, Paul Logan, and I'm here to talk to you about a new podcast that I'm adding to my network. I could do fat jokes because I was fatter than I am now, but now I'm kind of like slightly overweight, which is cool with me, but I want to get to know overweight. It's funny, it's crass, it's fantastic. And so that's the last image my wife's going to see me. I don't want to do that. My kid walks in, I got the double chin looking fat as fuck with the poison. With, you know, you ever see in the movies and shit, when you have poison, your eyes are wide awake, you know, your mouth is all fucking wide open, and your face is purple. But with the double chin, you ain't going to look cool. And it's hosted by a dear friend of mine, Mr. Alex Midnight. Podcast is called Midnight by the Bay. It's coming soon to a silver tongue near you.